Today's episode is about skills that you can easily transfer from university to your workplace. In this episode, I'm talking with Natalie from the Hunter Learning Studio, which was set up to help new Aussies find a job in Australia. In this episode, I'm sharing my observations from the professional communication classes I teach at Middlesex University in London, and Natalie is sharing her experience as an English for employment coach in Australia. Hi, my name is Kasia, and this is Academic Reading and Writing Made Easy. Oh, hi! (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Good, thank you. How are you, Natalia? Yeah, I'm good. Um, It's nine o'clock in uh, Australia, in Sydney. So it's my night time and you're 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's morning here. (laughs) And the weather has been so weird. Yesterday it was such a nice day and now it's just pouring down with rain. (laughs) Same here, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) I thought you would say 40 degrees. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was very hot. Um, but now it's raining. So my mum is visiting, because I'm from Scotland originally. Yeah. So my mum is visiting from Scotland. And she keeps saying, I can't believe it's raining. No one at home would believe me. But it really does rain. And we need it because it gets so hot. Yeah. That's in fact so funny. <laughs> Like your mother, you know, coming from Scotland, where I guess you get a lot of rain. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> nice All the time. <laughs> Good. All Thank the time. You, Natalia. Thank you for joining me. Uh, on You're this slide. It's going to be a good one. I think it's a really important topic. I think so. And I think it's also a topic that many times we're not aware how important it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we are doing that today, in fact. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just, you know, Natalia, if you could perhaps introduce yourself, and I guess I'm going to introduce myself as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, me first or you first, sorry? If you could start. Me first, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, my name is Natalie. Um, I'm in Australia, so I am from Scotland, but I I live in Australia now, and I've been here for eight years. So, um, I specialise in English for job search and English for work for people who are moving to Australia or who are in Australia. So basically, I it's an element of English language learning and also real skills for finding a job, including resumes, um, interviews, networking, LinkedIn, that kind of things, um, and also um, working through challenges at work. Um, so my background is teaching English uh, for eight years, and then I worked as an employment trainer for the government for four years. So I've kind of um, joined two of my jobs together to, to create this because I see how important it is. Um, because, you know, like you said about your students, they don't see what skills they have and what transferable, what transferable skills they have and how they've used their skills in the past and gained their skills. Likewise, here in Australia, and also people move to Australia and they don't know how to find jobs. They don't know that they're so valuable uh, to employers. So, yeah, so I started Hunter Learning Studio to, to help to help people with that. And, you know, I would say that when I look at my students, my impression is that Australian market can be really demanding. 
and mm -hmm. who wants yes, to come to Australia because obviously it's an attractive place to live in for many reasons but I think it's also very much difficult especially in the first I guess year or two yeah I, yeah. I would agree with that so I mean I, I do speak English obviously as my first language but when I moved from Scotland to Australia uh, eight, eight and a half years ago it was really hard like Australian employers they they really want Australian experience. Mm -hmm. So when you move here, you really need to understand what employers want and how the job market works um, and things like that. So it's, it's, there's a lot of questions that they ha students have and a lot, of, um, a lot of ways that we can help them as well uh, to understand the job market that bit more. Definitely. And um, that's where I'm kind of coming from because I teach... Um, I teach academic writing. This is what I yeah. like doing and this is in what I specialize. However, now I'm also teaching professional communication at Middlesex yeah. University in London. Mm -hmm. And this is, in fact, where I realized that my students, they are year three students, having mm -hmm. been at university for four years. And when I talk to them, it's clear to me that they are not aware of all the skills they've got through university and that mm -hmm. they can use them, in fact, to sell themselves uh, when looking for good jobs because, yeah, that's why they're doing their degrees, to get a better job, a better living mm -hmm. as well. And yeah, I that's why that, we yeah. want to simply talk about those transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. So let's 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 get in. Let's talk about about transferable skills. So, um, obviously, I'm talking about it from an employer's perspective and how you can sell yourself to an employer with the skills that you've gained, um, through university. And I'll say college as well. So I I know the the you know the education system in um in England is similar but in 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 Australia we have something called TAFE um which is a, it's a government run college so they do certificates for vocational education so not necessarily academic mm -hmm. so it might be they will study um you know hard skills but they still have transferable skills through them and lots of them so uh, I'll say college and university um for th for this reason Mm -hmm. So um, some of the skills that employers love in 2022, because let's be honest, the job market has changed so much yeah. uh, with COVID, with lockdowns, with everything that comes with this, with a, a, a reduction of immigration. So in Australia particularly, we don't have enough workers right now because we haven't had the people yeah. with the skills like and you guys come to the country interrupting you but it's exactly the same in the uk yeah. and in fact the other reason for that is brexit because yeah, just before yeah. the pandemic they signed yeah. off uh, the final documents so that's how in fact many people i know a lot of polish people from oxford who moved back to poland yeah and yeah. you can see that yeah. we don't have enough people yeah. just to work in different Absolutely. sectors in so yeah. many different sectors across the whole country yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And um, <laughs> without getting too political, it's stupid. <laughs> like the government have made terrible decisions for the economy and obviously for humanitarian reasons. Um, but um, in twenty twenty two, in the UK and in Australia, some of the skills that employers really value is growth mindset. Is one so a growth mindset? Um, I guess is it's a very. It's obviously it's the opposite to a fixed mindset. So, a couple of examples is 
if you have a fixed mindset, you would say, I can't do this. This is too hard. I can't get a job. But if you have a growth mindset, you would say, this is hard, but I can do this. All I need to do is study hard and, you know, learn some new skills. It's, it's thinking of the opportunities that you have, the positive and, opportunities instead of the negative things. Yes. And, you know, if I can relate to that, because I myself, yeah. I'm from Poland and I think in Poland, we still, at least when I used to live there, we had this stigma that you couldn't kind of say that you were not able to do something. Like mm -hmm. it was quite stigmatized. But here in the yeah. UK, I realized that if I cannot do something, I can always ask for help. And in mm -hmm. fact, my line managers, my colleagues, uh, they, they want to support me if there is some yeah. kind of problem because they know that I might not be able to do it myself. And this is mm -hmm. uh, where they want to help new employees as well because mm -hmm. they want to kind of preempt any yeah. negative situations which can simply come out of this not knowing or something. So yes, I will yeah. agree with you on that. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you, as uh, you, you can talk more about how your students have this more than me, but I would say from my time at university is you constantly have to have a growth mindset because you always have new challenges and new learning and new issues with, with everything that academic life brings to you. So you, you do have a growth mindset in my experience, naturally, as uh, um, as a student. Yes, and then, you know, it's just one comment from your brilliant English that this mindset is changing in Poland, but, to, but slowly. I mean, I can imagine yeah. it's changing because we've got so many more international companies working now uh, across the whole country. So definitely it's changing. Uh, but I remember that from the days when I used to live in Poland, that it was quite different. And what you yeah. said about yeah, being a student, especially an international student, you yeah. come to mm -hmm. a completely different country. And my students fly from Nepal, from India, Bangladesh, yes. China, yes. Japan. There are such different cultures simply. And uh, yeah, so many new things, not only related to university, but also just to living in a new country. Absolutely. What, what I say to my students, and I just wrote this in a little bio thing another company asked me to do today in Australia, is do you have a message? And I do, and it's, it's something along the lines of this, is you're amazing. And I know whoever I'm talking to, whoever's listening to this, I don't know you, but I know that you're amazing because you've moved to another country and you're starting a life in a new country. You're starting a job where the language isn't your first language. You're starting to make new connections, make a community, everything. So you have to be amazing. You're resilient. You're hardworking. You're, you're just you're incredibly flexible and amazing. An employer yes. will be lucky to have you. Absolutely yes. lucky to have you. So I just wish my students would remember this. Like, just, you're, you're amazing. You're starting again when yes. other people around the world will be too scared to do that. So just yes, remember that. Good point. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> like, in the past, I did a lot of foundation year teaching. So they were all mm -hmm. teenagers, about 17, 18 years old. So obviously, when you are a bit younger, then I don't think you are like, I guess we are simply more courageous to take those yeah. uh, brave uh, actions. Mm -hmm. But now I'm teaching a lot of mature students who've got their families, who yeah. are in their full uh, employment jobs. And they're also now doing university, like undergraduate yeah. courses, 
which are four years when they include the foundation year or three years without the foundation year. So this is what I'm trying to tell them, look, how many things you need to uh, be able to organize in your life. It's not only study, but your families, your work and so on. So yes. definitely, that's <laughs> such a great message to say to them. You are amazing. You're amazing and you are. You are. Yes. What I say to a lot of my students um, is to write a list of your achievements. Um, small could be, you know, I learned past perfect in, you know, whatever. Or I got, uh, I got, um, I made it had a big achievement at work, whatever achievements that you have, write them down and keep a little log of them. So when you're not feeling too confident, you can just look back at them because, you know, confidence and imposter syndrome, you know, it's, it's a problem for lots of us, isn't it? And you know, it's such a good, in fact, piece of advice you gave because it was yesterday when, in fact, this is what I was doing with my students. They were meant to list their strengths, then their achievements, yeah. and they were just looking at those questions. And I saw that their minds just went blank, as yeah. if they didn't have any strengths nor achievements, which is so untrue, yeah. in fact, because they do have, they do have them. So many, so many, so many, yeah. That was a similar situation. Just quickly, we'll move on to the new skill. So I did a group coaching for resumes. It was actually a trial. It was a group coaching program to set, like, take students through the, um, the process of creating their own resume. And it was a trial just for me to test my um, materials, etc. cetera. Um, and I realized so early that I had everything was just going too fast because, as you say, the, the skills, I just I did not realize that so many of them wouldn't, know their skills I, I just assumed that they would know that so uh, yeah the, the the resume course is not going ahead like this and yeah we just you you have so many skills and I think some of us take it for granted that we do know them yeah. but unfortunately yeah. we're just very humble human beings aren't we <laughs> I think so and then you know there is another comment from your brilliant English saying in Poland there are many Ukrainian students and they have this growth mindset much more developed yeah. than the yeah. Polish ones. And I yeah. think when I think about it, isn't it because I guess they are more driven to make this jump from, I guess, yeah, Ukraine, if they are Ukrainian, right, then uh, I guess nowadays Polish people, because I guess, yeah, they are getting more used to where they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I don't know how to reply to these. I'll just be very honest. I'm new to life, so um, I'm not yeah. being rude, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the next skill yes. because um, what we're saying is students are amazing, they're all amazing. You have a growth mindset. That's it. <laughs> so um, another one in Australia, and I'm sure within the UK as well, is um, I've got a few written down here in case I get nervous and forget, but emotional intelligence is yeah. a huge one as well. And I saw you write a post about that uh, today, Kasha. So you can, you can have a talk about that. Because, That's a you know, huge yes. one right now because uh, yeah. not everyone has it, you know, it's no, actually no, something no. that not everyone has. And, and people from academia do have it. And this is what I was thinking of this morning. I was like, oh, we've got emotional intelligence. So I thought I'm going to prepare this short uh, slide just to mention like the five domains mm -hmm. of emotional intelligence. And why I want to talk about it, in fact, is that it is something like research says that high achievers has got, have got high rate of emotional intelligence, in fact. 
And I see that many people don't know kind of what to do with the whole concept of emotional intelligence, that for so many years we were pushed to study hard, to get high grades and to perform well in different subjects, that for some reason we... We were not trained or we have forgotten about the importance of our emotions. And yeah. when I work with mature students, this is what is so clear to me that good leaders, because, you know, I teach at Middlesex and I teach business students. So many of them want to either get promotions as yeah. managers or even higher. Many of them want to set up their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And this is where this emotional intelligence comes in because the research is clear on that. In fact, you cannot be a good leader if you don't have uh, emotional intelligence developed well because this is how you will be communicating your emotions and also reading other people and yeah. reacting to situations much better than without being aware of feelings and emotions inside yourself and other people mm. yeah this is what i wanted yeah. to kind of uh, emphasize yeah. because i do feel this is what we should all focus more and i think this is what many times students not really understand i feel. i'm not only students i would say mature yeah. students as well mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so emo emotional intelligence has so many different factors um, about it and it's probably something that so many of us take for granted it's um in my experience it's actually only been talked about um in the mainstream obviously it's always been there behind the scenes but in the ma mainstream within australia at least it's only been talked about for the like the past maybe 12 to 18 to 24 months and that's just because of uh, all the challenges that covid has brought on so employers really want someone who can read other people and empathize with other people and be able to handle their own emotions own emotions as well and from a from a student perspective within um, within college and university and um, that's just something that you have to develop as you go through university life in my in my experience yes and in fact this is where i see this clear link between emotional intelligence and teamwork and that's another yeah. comment in fact i mm -hmm. got from my student yesterday she said that when they started university she hated all group work she mm -hmm. she now says she's okay doing that but at mm -hmm. the beginning she just couldn't stand it working with other people and yeah. this is, i think what we struggle with because we've got our own strong beliefs mm -hmm. and then when you are in a group you need to negotiate yeah absolutely and, yeah. For me as well, um, so communication skills obviously is another one. In communication skills is it's always going to be something that employers want. But one of my students, in fact, so many of them have said in the past, but just more recently, uh, when I was helping someone with a resume, one of my students asked, "Can I add communication skills to my resume if I don't speak perfect English?" Yes, absolutely. And you know what? So many of you are going to have better communication skills than Australian native people or, you know, English people, whatever, because you've, you've, you have to communicate. So communication is not just speaking and it's not just writing. Teamwork is part of communication. In, emotional intelligence is a huge part of communication. There's so many factors, active listening, uh, so many factors within communication that will make someone 
have good communication skills and it's not just speaking yeah so exactly yeah. this one you know this is what i heard a couple of years ago that people tend to uh, think about speaking skills as communication skills yeah, yeah as if they were equal but in fact they are not yeah, the very fact yeah, that absolutely. you speak in english polish german or whatever language is something completely different to being able to communicate with other people and mm -hmm. that's such as so it's i know that we uh, use the language many times i mean always language either spoken or written but in fact to be able to communicate and speak we look at that from two different perspectives yeah absolutely yeah so it's a, yeah communication still is a huge thing um other ones the common ones um mm -hmm. we have obviously is time management um, I'm, I'm just going to lump these together because I'm conscious that we're, we're, I think I feel like we're really um, passionate about these, yeah. this topic. I'm, 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 I'm aware that we might be going on too long. Skills. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned time management because in fact, yep. this week I made this um, free resource for uh, my students, how to plan their time. Because, you know, this yeah. is one of the problems that I think my students, international students have that they have this um, thinking that when they come to the UK, they've got plenty of time. And many times around week eight, nine, when they need to submit their final draft, they see mm -hmm. that they haven't done anything because they were only thinking about coming to university for a day or two. And they completely forgot about all the assignments they've had to work on. And in terms of time management, I just wanted to remind you that you can go to yeah to the link mm -hmm. on my bio and then there is this free resource to uh, download how you can manage your research for like uh, each step, each week, yeah, well, what activity you should take so that yeah. you can submit your tasks online because time management is not only at university, but then at work. Oh, so much at work, yeah. Mm -hmm. so much at work even just the small things um yeah. like being like obviously deadlines if you work within projects projects within work and um, a lot of um but even you know if you are a cleaner or if you work in hospitality or if you work in customer service you do also still need to manage your time and it's really expected it's expected of you that if that's not a skill that people would be expected to be taught so there's certain skills that you can be taught um, mm -hmm. and the certain skills which really should be coming naturally to you as well. Right. Um, another one, um, I'm just going to put these together, yeah. um, and especially in a world of COVID across the world, we've got resilience and flexibility. Um, again, students know these, and you can chat about this, but resilience and flexibility really go hand in hand right now because I don't know about in the UK. Well, I do know. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm from the UK. I know what it's like there. I know what it's like in the UK. It's, it's probably worse than here. But within um, within um, within workplaces, there's constant change. There is um, constant staff shortages because they need to be off with COVID or families, etc. So you must be flexible and you must be resilient. So for resilience, you need to be able to bounce back. So you need to be able to come back again and again with, with many, many challenges. And it's hard. Exactly. Like it's really hard for people right exactly. now. Um, mm -hmm. But they're, they're, they're really valuable skills that you already have. You already have them from university or college. 
right? Because how many times, if you think about it, you have to step in and just take someone else's responsibility. Like I see that on a regular basis when students are supposed to be working in groups and then out of nowhere, somebody cannot do their part of the project. And they, yes, they have to simply adjust their timetables, be flexible. For example, choosing the channel that they will um, use for communication with other students. Mm-hmm. So flexibility, definitely, this is what you have if you are a student, definitely. Absolutely. That's it. Are there any other skills that you'd like to reference? I think we also mentioned problem solving, I think. Oh, of course, and critical thinking. So problem solving and critical thinking, yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, I would like to just emphasize that because I think many of my students, because they're international students, they're coming from a totally different background. So like Mm -hmm. in Poland, honestly, it's all based on exams, either a written exam or a spoken exam. We don't do research pretty much. When I think of research in Poland, I think of all those PhD students, professors, as if research was kind of reserved only for them. And what I tell my students is that, look, you've joined a British university. Automatically, you've become a researcher. You'll be looking for all different data sources, uh, reading them uh, and paraphrasing, summarizing Mm -hmm. them, arriving with your own original conclusions. So you are a researcher. So you need Mm -hmm. critical thinking skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that sums up a lot of the skills. And obviously there are other ones, but um, yeah, you you already already have the skills. From a job search perspective, though, I will say, and I I know a lot Mm -hmm. of your students and students out there might not be looking for a job yet, you can't just write on your resume that you have problem-solving skills. You can't just write that you're resilient. You need to give examples. So every time you apply for a job, every time you write in your resume, every time you go for an interview, you're expected to provide an example. So start thinking now how Mm -hmm. you were resilient. Give give an example. Um, Start thinking how you're using your problem-solving skills. Start thinking about ways when you're using your communication skills because employers do expect you to be able to provide examples because it's easier for them to see what you can do. Yes, and just quickly on that note, uh, because, you know, that's in fact the quality of the English language and writing in English, that Mm -hmm. um, one of the most common problems is that students tend to list things. They do not analyze them. And that's for any academic assignment. And again, for writing personal statements and again, for writing cover letters, you cannot just give a list of what you can do because how can we know if you can really do them? You need to back them up yeah. with real life examples. Absolutely. Yeah, In my experience, is, yeah. Australian people just list their skills on resumes as well. So it's <laughs> not just international students. It's just a it's just a resume thing that people should do better. <laughs> and you know, just I'm gonna add that. Yeah, I was thinking of it because, in fact, this is what I was doing yesterday with my professional communication students. We're looking at how we can give examples. There is the method called the STAR method, and in fact, yeah. when we finish, I'm gonna prepare a quick slide. Uh, like on yeah I'm gonna prepare this quick slide and I'm gonna tag you so that you can also like use this um, yeah this kind of slide on Instagram with the star Mm -hmm. method how you can talk about your skills and how you've uh, 
kind of achieved them and you've gained them and yeah. how you can use them? I have a, if you, if you, you can as well, you can, if you want to, obviously, but if you want to just use mine, I've got one of my, um, I've got a carousel from maybe two months ago that you can look down oh, if you okay. want to if share that. Just, it, yeah, it's mostly behavioral questions. Perfect. So, um, here we interview questions. So I'm answering them for the behavioral type questions, but yeah. Perfect. So it might be used very differently in academic life. So yeah, please, please do. Good. Thank you. Safe time, though. <laughs> it was so nice to have you here for this live this uh, international live Australia yes. connecting with the, the UK <laughs> so nice thank you very yeah. much for your time and thank you for having me have a good night <laughs> yeah night night all right I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable Thanks for hanging out with me and if you have a friend who will benefit from this episode, please share it with them. I would be so very grateful. And as usual, go to my website oaoe.co.uk where you can find more free resources. All right, my friend, I'll speak to you soon. Same time, same place. Can't wait. Enjoy our interview.